Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny. Now, I've got to be honest with you and say that I'm just ever so slightly bewildered by the fuss that is has erupted around Sandiswa Kula. And I'm also quite confused how she found me, but she didn't, you see. So if I say that she's enchanted the South African birdwatching world, you're going to say, really? And why should I care? Well, really, birdwatching is the biggest hobby in the world. And it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter whether you're in Siberia. It doesn't matter whether you're in the Eastern Cape, doesn't matter where the heck you are, people are busy bird watching, and some of them are lunatics. I've got a book right here and it is called The Search for the Rarest Bird in the World and it was written by a South African, uh, Vernon R. L. Head and he was the head of BirdLife South Africa and he went on a quest to find a bird that nobody had ever seen and because like 50 years ago somebody found a big wing of a bird and they didn't know who the bird belonged to, the wing belonged to. And eventually it went off to Britain and etc. etc. But it turned out to be an Ethiopian bird and it was a night jar and, uh, and it was a South and almost all South African team that went looking for it in Ethiopia. Bonkers, all of them, absolutely bonkers, but it's a wonderful club to be part of. So. I was speaking to Sandy Swakula because she's been posting on my Facebook thing. And so have other people taking the most wonderful bird pictures. And it soothes me and I enjoy it. But with hers, there was also text. And it was the text that has enchanted absolutely everybody. And it it just shows simple things um, are the things very often that work. So... When I spoke to Sandy yesterday, the last conversation we had, it did involve Granny because Granny wanted a couple of things that were made absolutely clear, which I understood. And uh, and then Sandy wrote this morning uh, that she had planned to go out birding this morning and it didn't happen. Had to take care of the chickens and feed the dogs and the heat was just a lot. Hopefully I'll get an hour or so tomorrow morning before our chat. Well, yesterday... Um, she, her grandmother was actually going to take her to look after the cows. So I don't know whether that happened or whether it didn't happen, but she joins us on the line from the Eastern Cape, just outside Alice. So, Sandiswa, lovely to talk to you. Morning, Jenny. How are you? I'm absolutely fine. I want to know where your granny is. She's actually sitting right next to me. She, want, she wanted to be next to me when I was doing the interview. <laughs> she's, not, she's not going to tell you what to do, is she? Um, she's been asking, have they spoken to you yet? So I don't know, I'm going to have to sort of shush her in between if she does <laughs> tend to speak in between. But I'm well, hoping that she doesn't get too, <laughs> too much. Well, listen, I did see a picture of her dancing um, when I went on to your website. So, so I've got an image in my head. Now, Sandiswa, you have, because there's so many people I know who are listening to this and who are also enchanted. And it is a, pic, it, it is a combination of the simplicity and the humor of your posts and, uh, and your lovely bird photographs. How did it all begin? Just tell us how it began. Um, well, the beginning of my whole birding thing started in 2015. Um, and I was, a, I was an intern at, at, at one of the national parks in Cape Town, um, um, Table Mountain. And we had to do bird counts every once in a while. So the first time I had to actually ID birds and one of my colleagues actually helped me with those. She, I blame her for getting into birding actually. Um, 
And then I sort of let it go somewhere in between because I was working at a botanical garden after that. I was more of the plant person. <laughs> and then I went back to the botanical garden and I started toying around with the camera. And that was just for fun with my plants and everything. And then I, I, I think the first picture I took of a bird was a pigeon or one of the turtle doves, I'm not sure. Um, and then after that, it just took off, and I was just taking pictures for my own collection. <laughs> um, I only started bird life last year, November, I think so, October or November. And with my photos and uh, the stories that went with it, because most of them did include Granny, they included the village, and they included me trying to play around with the camera. I did not know that it would end up being this massive thing. But it was just for me to let out my, I think, creative juices, and I didn't expect it to get this big so quickly. So, listen, you, you are, I've seen a photograph of the village that you live in. It's not yes. far from Alice, is it? Yeah, it's just outside. I think it's like 10, 15 minutes drive. Okay, so yeah. it, so it's there. It's it's quite sprawly, so you've got to walk, a, a, you know, a slight distance before you get to the other houses and whatever. So yeah. so you, you ended up here. I mean, it's a temporary thing, I'm sure, uh, because you're going to go on to, you know, to other jobs and things. But hopefully the bird, the whole bird thing is going to accompany you for a very long time. I am, I am very sure it's going to stick around with me because I, <laughs> I am I feel I feel the most free when I'm out there. It doesn't matter what I'm photographing, but birds at the moment are my joy and trying to get a lifer or which is like the first time you picture and ID a bird for the first time with your lifer, that for me gives me the best feeling ever. So I didn't realise I enjoyed birding in the village so much until I came back to be here. And now it's it's become a thing of I have to. So either in the morning or in the afternoon, you'll find me loitering around with the camera on my back. Um, <laughs> and I enjoy it. So even if I do move away from the village, it is forever going to be me picking off a list of birds I've seen wherever. It could be a town. It could be a farm somewhere else. But it is something that is not going to change anytime soon. <laughs> You see, I think I think your your granny has had such an influence on you. Um, she does tell you what to do. I mean, you do have chores, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. Like this morning, um, we woke up around five a.m. I think, and we had to plant a few vegetables that she got seedlings from uh, one of the ones. And after that, it was feeding chickens because the chickens are a major love. Like we come after the chickens, like everyone knows. You can ask all my aunts, if you feed her chickens, you are the best child ever. <laughs> so um, everything goes according to chores. And if her chores are done, then she's happy. Then you can go around loitering the village as much as you want to find your birds. So yeah, that's, that's my life at the moment. But but what happened? I mean, does this involve herding cows uh, and cattle? Because that's what you told me you were about to do with Granny, and she was very firm about it uh, yesterday evening. Yeah, I yesterday we actually had to... Um, we started the gardening yesterday morning, but then it got very hot very quickly. Um, and so instead of finishing that off, uh, we had to pluck out some feathers with the chickens. At the moment, we only have chickens and dogs. Um, we're slowly going to, I think, expand into other things like goats. But she's a bit too old to take care of cows and and I don't see myself settling here forever. But they need someone to take care of them full time. So at the moment, the chickens are her life. So it becomes my life. And I enjoy it because I grew up 
farming. I grew up herding goats. I grew up taking care of the dogs. I grew up with the chickens. I grew up knowing how to take care of the garden. So there's forever something to do, and life around here is so chilled because of that. So uh, when Granny says do something, you have to do it. And then you ask questions later after you've done it. Like, <laughs> ah, why did I have to do that? <laughs> like, you don't ask questions, then do something. No, 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 no. And it's, it's, it's part of our life, and we're happy about it. <laughs> So, so the photographs of yours that I that I've seen, they sometimes uh-huh. involve you being almost upside down when you take the photographs, um, <laughs> because because I mean I imagine you clambering through bushes if you see a woodpecker, and uh, uh-huh. you need to be disguised or whatever it is. So, so yes. there's a there's an immediacy about the photographs, which I'm sure you've, you know, when you look at bird life, you can you can see the difference between the photographs. Uh-huh. I think you have to be quite a ninja rise person. I don't know if that's even a term. If not, I'm, I'm coining it. I'm, I'm, I'm owning it. You have to have ninja skills slash navy skills because you have to be incognito sometimes and you have to twist your way inside bushes sometimes. I remember I, I have a knee injury from soccer way back when and I actually hurt my knee again trying to get a picture of a baby Cape White Eye. <laughs> And it was it was it was a toss up between hurting my knee further or getting the picture. And getting the picture was number one. I hurt my knee. I had to wear knee braces for like two weeks. My friends still laugh at me about that. They're like, dude, you hurt yourself for a bird. Like, what kind of person are you? But you have to if you really want the picture. And a certain angle, I don't know, it evokes a certain emotion from you. That's how I view photography in general. But like, if you catch a, a mother feeding. A, a, a cheek, like it, it, it has that motherly effect that you you don't get anywhere else. So if you can get that one picture that has that emotion to it, if it means me hurting my knee for it, so be it. I'm gonna <laughs> try and mend it in two three weeks, but at least I got the picture. I'm sure any other photographer can actually vouch for me on that. Like if you want that picture, you will stand in the sun for three hours straight just to get that one picture. It's it's a photographer's. I don't know, downfall. <laughs> so, so what is this thing? You say that white eyes, of all the birds that surround you, yes. that white eyes are your favorite birds. Can you, can you yes. tell us why? Hmm. I, think, I think there isn't really a specific reason for it. But um, when I was in Stellenbosch, white eyes became my friends. I call them tiners, but like they became my friends because... I, I think ninety percent of my of my of my of my gallery was white eyes and also I think it was in yeah, it was one of the first birds I actually could ID without help. Uh, because I remember in first year our plants uh, uh, animal studies teacher, lecturer gave us a bird book and binoculars. He was like, Go out there and find what you can actually see and try and ID it. And I think then that was the red wing starling. But then without help from anyone else, the Cape White Eye was the first bird that I could actually ID without help and say, yo, Zorelda, can you please help me with this bird? Zorelda is the lady who helped me 
getting to birding in 2015. And she would be like, yo, dude, I've been helping you for a while. Eh? Uh, you need to learn these things. <laughs> so once I finally figured out how to ID the birds and where to find them and how to categorize them, the white eye was the first one. And then after I could ID it, it was the first one that just chilled for me to take as many pictures as I wanted. So <laughs> we're forever going to be <laughs> intertwined. <laughs> all, all right. Well, Sandis, we're going to take a short break and I'll be back okay. in a minute. Don't let your grandmother go anywhere and don't you no go problem. anywhere either. <laughs> Saturdays with Jenny. Well, we're back with Sandiswa Kula and uh, we are talking about, well, I, think, I suppose we're talking about something that's become very precious to her and therefore very precious to many of us as well because there is a joy with what she writes and obviously with what she photographs at the same time. So Sandiswa, here you are in this village. It's not... Um, there's no sort of jungle. Um, they're not huge numbers of trees around and, and whatever. So what are the birds that you, you actually see? Lots of, lots of, um, you know, falcons and things like that? I've actually only seen two raptors, uh, and that would be a rock castle and an African hawk. Uh, but we don't have, uh, jungles. We have like foresty looking or wanting to look like areas. But they're quite far away from the houses. So every every picture I've taken, or maybe like 90% of the pictures I've taken, have been around my yard. Or if I was going to town and I go to stop uh, where the taxi gets us, um, that's the other area that I enjoy taking pictures from. But majority of my pictures have from been my yard. And they range from the castle to um, the house sparrow, the cape sparrow, um, I just saw a didri cuckoo when I was in the garden this morning, mm. and there's a lot of starlings, different things. Um, I did over 42 different species just from the two or three months I've been at home, and four of them have been from my yard. <laughs> that's that's just the the. the I don't even want to say the the, the extent of it because I think I did everything that I can, but just from my yard, it's been 42. And 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 I think the list is going to get bigger. So so what do what what do the villagers actually think of you with your camera and climbing climbing trees or lying on your tummy and and hurting your knees and things like? Do they think you're bonkers? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think they think I'm bonkers in general. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they've seen me walk around with the camera, and majority of my friends who are on Facebook with me have noticed that I've. Uh, a fond relationship with my environment because I'm one of those who love nature in general. Um, but I, I haven't had a lot of, uh, what's this word, feedback from fellow villagers, but majority of the people who've gotten back to me are like, we're so proud of you for actually doing what you love and you enjoy because not a lot of people from around here actually enjoy what you are gladly showing people. So if you ask anyone here, the the typical thing you'd get is like a doctor or a nurse or a teacher. But apparently I'm coming through with a new view of the environment and what you can do and what you can enjoy from it without even making it a career, just having it as a hobby. So with the comments that I'm getting, especially on social media, it's more of a thank you for showing that there's something other than the fact that we're in a village. But in the village, you can actually get so much joy just from what you get, like the nature that is around us. 
So if they think I'm more bogus than they already did, then <laughs> so be it. I'll gladly wear that cape. Eh? <laughs> so, 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 what? How do you respond to the interest that that birders, people who follow um, African BirdLife magazine, because they, 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 I mean, four hundred and eleven of them. Um, was looking at uh, at the posts that went out yesterday. 411 yes. likes, 53 comments, 29 shares. I mean, honestly, that's a lot of interest. It is. Um, in the beginning, I think I kept on having to reboot and refresh my browser because of like, no man, these <laughs> likes are not going. Because I think the, 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 the bird with the most likes was a hoopoe, an African hoopoe. And it's, it's, it's a typical bird that you find anywhere, almost anywhere. And I got over 900 likes for it. I'm like, guys, it's just, for me, it was like, it's just an African hoopoe. But then when you get to read the comments that people say, oh, that's one of my favorite birds, or that's an, an amazing picture, or I love your story that, that, that goes with the picture. It fills me with joy because now I get to share the joy I get from getting the pictures. I'm not sure if that makes sense. It makes sense in my head. Like, if I can bring 20% of the happiness I get from getting the pictures and sharing them with the the stories that go with it, then I'm so happy. Um, I think I've done my part in making a world a bit better. So if the small part of me that says enjoy what I enjoy on a daily basis in the village, then I'm happy and I, I appreciate the likes. And if you go through all the posts that I've, I've, I've done and the comments, you will see that I thank each and every person who comments on it because I don't take it lightly for them to actually read what I, re- what I wrote and for them to enjoy the pictures that I take. So I make sure that I say thank you, I appreciate you. It means a lot because it does, it's not even about validation, it's just that thing of I brought some peace and happiness and joy to someone else because I shared something that brings me peace. Yeah. But it's also because the way you write, you are inviting people into your daily life and therefore into, at the moment, your granny's private life and, uh, and, the, and the deep love and respect that you have for your grandmother. I hope she knows that. She knows it. Even if we do sort of sway away from her teaching sometimes, like you would say yes, instead of saying yes, ma, she'll look at you like, where's the ma? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the respect thing is a must at home. You don't talk without looking them in the eye. You don't just say yes and walk away. You don't. So the respect has been ingrained in us forever. So it, it, it even goes further than just family. And I think that's the one thing that we try to make her the proudest about, that we don't forget her teachings just because now we've been around street lights and, and, and traffic lights. Um, but <laughs> I've gotten so many people who say, if it wasn't for COVID, we would be knocking at your granny's house just so we can actually get to meet her, have supper with her, and just try to get sort of a sense of where my my, my spirit comes from. Because a lot of it is from my granny, because she has raised me since I don't know how long. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy that I haven't lost her teachings and people can actually see the kind of background I come from. And it's a true reflection of actually how she brought us up as a whole family. It, it was from me, my aunts, my, my, my uncles, everyone. So I'm very happy to know that people actually appreciate that. Thank you. So does your grandmother want to say anything? Uh, Mama? Ah, she, she just said, nope. <laughs> she said, nope. And I must tell you that her English is not that great. So, no, thank you. She let me do the talking. Well, you know, 
We, we, I mean, we can, we can take the vernacular, but I understand that she doesn't want to and uh, and whatever. But listen, Sandeswa, yeah. I hope it's not going to be too long before we meet face to face, and yes. um, and I we'll certainly correspond. Yeah, well, I will as well, actually. And um, and I've enjoyed the conversation, and I know that bird life has enjoyed the conversation, and uh, and I just want to say, fantastic! I can't wait to see what you post tomorrow because it's the stories of your life and your village. And the photographs that have that have turned this into something so special. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate you taking an interest in everything. And like, I need to put a mask say hello. But, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very happy. Thank you to each and every person, even though you couldn't find me. Actually, I was very happy that you <laughs> couldn't find me for literally two days. And when I got back on social media, I think I have like hundred messages saying you're doing. <laughs> Well, now I've got your Twitter details, your Instagram, your Facebook. I'm about to give them out to people. So, uh, so I don't know what happened, but I did lose. I, I lost everything, but I'm not very good technically. But but anyway, this has been a joy to me. So, so Sandy Swift, thank you so much. Hi, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, and bye bye to Granny. Bye. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. Now let me give you uh, the details that you need if you want to follow Sandiswa on um, Twitter. So it's at Sandiswa Kula, which is straightforward. Instagram, it's at Sans S A N D Z Pics for the photography, and Sandiswa Kula for her personal page. And then Facebook is Sandiswa Kula Photography. And Sandy Swakula. So you've got absolutely everything. There are no excuses. And I have been asked, and I'm going to do what I've been asked to do, um, that, uh, that BirdLife, um, who've been very involved in publicizing this, but they want me to say, if you love birds, please consider supporting BirdLife South Africa and its important conservation work, wonderful magazines. Become a member and receive their bi-monthly African BirdLife magazine. And uh, and just be part of this kind of this lovely, gentle, um, fascinating world. I mean, it really is. It's lovely. And everyone is bonkers. And I think that's what makes it such fun. So thank you uh, very, very much indeed to Sandiswa, to her gran, to the villagers, and of course, above all, to this wonderful joy in looking and photographing birds and also sharing your life just a little bit. Saturdays with Jenny every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.